1: welcome back everybody to another episode of the junkyard Dogcast. i'm your host jordan hill another guest episode of the junkyard Dogcast. very excited to have on with us 247 sports director of scouting andrew ivans to talk about georgia's 2024 recruiting class georgia is closing in on the start of the early sign-in period in december a couple weeks away at this point Georgia is still sitting at number one in the country with 28 commits Thought we'd have Andrew on talk a little bit about this class, how things are shaping up for the Bulldogs. Andrew, just to start off, we're talking to you on this Thursday afternoon. Uh, how has this week been for you as we close in on uh, what will be assuredly a very busy early signing period in college football?
0: Yeah, man, thirteen days. Uh, we've gotten to the point where you write out a plan for the day, and then by eleven a.m., you got to crumble it up because things are uh, changing and rapidly and you're getting pulled in all these different directions, but it's a fun time of the year, you know, transfer portal has dominated, I think the headlines this week. Um, But high school recruiting is just as important. Georgia knows that. I mean, they build through the prep ranks and um, you know, it's, it should be, it should be fun to see how these two weeks go.
1: So let's look at this class on the whole, Andrew, Uh, 28 commits, three five stars. Georgia has been the number one team. Uh, in the country as far as the 2024 class for quite some time. There was some thought at one point uh, that Georgia might have a chance to set the uh, all-time recruiting record as far as points. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but still a very, very strong class, obviously being at number one. Uh, just when you look at this class in general for Georgia, Andrew, what stands out to you and what the Bulldogs have been able to do in this cycle?
0: I think you got to start with the offensive line. Um I think they call it the great wall of Athens. The six offensive line commits. I I went back and I tried to do some research and I think in the past five years, I I didn't have the time to go back much further than that. Uh, This is going to be the biggest offensive line haul in the SEC. When you look at um, just pound for pound, I mean, everyone is over six foot five um, and, and the group averages close to 345 pounds. So Kirby Smart has said it, you know, they want a bunch of mass. They want to hoard the mass. And I think Georgia is doing just that. I mean, they have these creatures up front. So that stands out, uh, number one. I think number two, the fact that they got two quarterbacks committed, and not only two quarterbacks, but like two blue chip quarterbacks, two kids we saw at the Elite 11 finals. Obviously, Brock is, is 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 headed to Kentucky. You know, he transferred out. Um, I I've thrown this out there. I think Georgia kind of might be ahead of the curve here, um, with taking these, these, these prep quarterbacks. I mean, look at all the arms that are in the transfer portal. You know, I would I would just volume shoot. If you have the ability to do that Georgia does at that quarterback position, cause you never know what's going to happen when they get on campus. Um, and you also don't know, in, in terms of injuries, I mean, look at, obviously, Florida State with, with Jordan Travis, but how many games in the past, I don't know, month or so? And you've seen it in the NFL as well. I mean, guys are just just dinged up. So I think that's such an important position. I'm a big fan, obviously, of Dylan Raiola, um, and I'm, I'm buying stock in, in Ryan Puglisi after watching his senior stuff.
1: Let's start with Dylan Raiola, obviously, uh, one of the top recruits in the country, Georgia him. former Ohio, Ohio State commit. Um, in watching him, Andrew, what has stood out to you the most about Dylan's game and what he could bring to the Bulldogs?
0: I think he's the perfect quarterback for what uh, Kirby Smart wants his football team to be on the offensive side of the ball. He protects the football. Uh, Through 250 passes as a senior, um, just one interception. So that is the best interception rate I've come across so far in the 2024 cycle for quarterbacks. I think I'm through like 20 of them in their senior seasons. I mean, he, he protects it. The second thing is just the command of the offense. And his Ability to not panic, like he always seems calm. Um, and I was at his season opener against St. Francis. Um, and then you know, I've watched a, a bunch of games, a bunch of tape of him since then. I love how he moves in the pocket, he's a big frame. Um, yeah, he'll, he, he's not afraid to take some sacks, but I don't think he gets enough credit for his ability to extend plays when things break down. Now, I'm not saying he's a, a true dual threat, but just that moxie in the pocket. You know, he's got a good internal clock. Uh, he feels the pressure. He finds some green grass. And he keeps his eyes down the field. And then, and then finally, just that that deep ball. Um, you know, he didn't have the biggest supporting cast in terms of height when, when it came to the wide receivers at, at Buford this season. So, you know, he's not throwing to a bunch of big targets. But, man, he gets it down the field, uh, I think, maybe – you know, you throw some different receivers into that equation, and maybe the numbers look a little bit better. Um, but man, that that arm—we we saw him at the Elite Eleven Finals with a lot of these other guys, and you know, all three days that that certainly stood out. And and yes, it's throwing on air, it's throwing in shorts and whatnot, but he can do it in pads as well.
1: You mentioned gave some praise to Ryan Puglisi. What do you like about his game? Because there seems to be people that are super excited about him, just
0: as many people are about Raúl. Yeah, I, you know, watched his final game. I, I don't I, I don't really know how it works up there in Connecticut in terms of like the playoffs or it's like a league playoff. Um, I just think he needs some seasoning. I love the tools with him. And what's unique about both these quarterbacks is baseball backgrounds and and Puglisi, you know, he's got a, a live arm as well, uh, a strong arm. And and you could see the baseball background there. For me, with him, he just needs to learn how to change speeds and and, and throw with touch. Stop trying to throw the fastball every single time. Um, and his his senior season, what I also noticed is he can pick up the chains and, and and run. You know, he can run, design quarterback draws, and pick up yardage. Now I know he's not facing the best competition, but I like that element uh, of his game you know throws on a tight line over the middle um and he's younger you know he doesn't I don't I don't think he turns 18 in, until later this month actually I think it's the first day of the signing period so it's that total package I I just think he has a ton of room to grow now he's got to buy in you know so learn the playbook soak in the coaching and and all that stuff but I, I think there is a a pretty big ceiling with him and I've heard the same you know talking with people in Athens like there's something about that kid, and I'll, I'll be honest, You know, coming out of the Elite 11 Finals, maybe I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And then the senior tape, I'm, I'm a believer now in, in Puglisi.
1: Yeah, it seems like Georgia has got a good problem on its hands by bringing in a couple of quarterbacks who are going to push each other these next few years. Uh, Andrew, definitely want to make sure and, and talk to you about some of those other five stars that Georgia is in line to sign. I want to start with Ellis Robinson. You know, Georgia's done a very good job since Kirby Smart has been the head coach are bringing in very talented defensive backs, and based on everything we've seen from Ellis Robinson, seems like he is set to be the next one.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is exactly how you want them to look. Over six foot one, he's got. He went as a junior four or five in the forty yard dash on the lasers. He's got long arms, uh, ball skills. I, I actually watched two of IMG Academy's games this morning, and he is just smooth. He can play press man coverage. He can play off man coverage. You know, he maintains phase so well on the outside. He wasn't challenged a ton um, over the course of his senior season, which, is, which isn't is surprising. I mean, I, IMG's got an excellent pass rush. Quarterbacks don't have a ton of time, but I think he had two interceptions. I know there was at least three or four games where he had multiple pass breakups. I, I think he's one of the surest things here in the 2024 cycle you know Georgia I, I don't know what the current cornerback depth chart looks like but I think he could play if he was called upon you know year one and, and certainly by year two and year three and I think that's what Kirby and, and those guys have created there in Athens I mean they want competition they're going to play the young guys if they're ready to go and I, I just like Ellis's mindset what also stands out about him you know last year I don't I don't think he I don't think he tore his MCL, but he tweaked something in his knee and he could have very well shut it down. I mean, so many of these kids would would just shut it down. But he came back, played in the in the season finale against St. Francis Academy up in Baltimore. Um, I think they played at Maryland Stadium. It was a cold game and he had a key pass breakup um, to to preserve the season for them and, and get them that that victory. I mean, that's kind of like their unofficial you know, national title game. So I like the mindset. Early on, I thought, hey, maybe, maybe he's a safety. I'm kind of buying into him as a as a as a field corner. And, and the one area, I guess, where it's like, all right, I want to see, you know, a little bit more, maybe as an open field tackler, kind of getting off blocks. That's why I wouldn't maybe say boundary, but he's a box checker. He's the real deal. Uh, excited to see him at the Under Armour All-America game. Assuming that, you know, he he works out and whatnot, but he doesn't need to. I mean, he he's He's proven who he is over the years.
1: Last but not least, with these five stars, linebacker Justin Williams, a guy that sounds like a lot of folks around Athens are very excited about.
0: Yeah, man, dude. Georgia just loads up on linebackers. Last year, we couldn't figure out how to stack C.J. Allen, Raylan Wilson, Troy Bowles. You asked anyone at Georgia, they struggled with that as well. But it was by far the best linebacker class. Now you're, now you're bringing in Justin uh, Chris Cole, uh, Christopher John Jones is also. I mean, it's like they just reload over and over again. Uh, Justin watched his final uh, game of his senior season. You know, for someone that I think initially was more of a running back early on in his prep career, I thought the instincts stood out for him working as a as a Mike right there in the middle of the defense. I mean, his ability. Uh, to read and react certainly stood out um he is an exceptional athlete a guy i had on my freaks list i mean another four or five guy in the 40 yard dash i mean he closes gaps in the snap of a finger he's excellent at flowing downhill um now he can there are, are occasions where he'll overrun things and i think that's a product of him just being kind of a freak athlete uh wasn't asked to to, to drop back a ton in coverage but you know, he, he looks like a natural there, got his pa- his hands on a pass in, in the game I watched. Um, another one we're excited to see at the All-Star Games. And again, like Georgia just reloads at that position. I mean, the competition there uh, to get on the field at linebacker, that second level is just, it's wild to me. Because you add Raylan Wilson to the equation, you know, Troy Bowles, who was a safety uh, for a lot of his senior season at, at Tampa Jesuit. And, and then, obviously, C.J. Allen, who I think, what, started three or four games there late due to injury. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think he's good enough to to get in the mix and, and push those guys. And that's what Georgia wants.
1: A lot of credit to Kirby Smart and Glenn Schumann. It's funny, you know, you talk about that group from last year, Andrew. Coming into this cycle, you know, all of us around the team were like, okay, you know, maybe they'll take one. Um, but surely they can't, you know, stack the talent after what they just signed. And, well, they go and do it again.
0: Yeah, Chris Cole to me, um, I didn't know much about him until back in in May. saw him at the Under Armour camp in Baltimore, and I thought the linebackers, like the mid-skills were the best position groups there. He had some good running backs, and, the, and then this, this group of linebackers. So it was Christopher Jones, Chris Cole, uh, and Aaron Childs. And my favorite was Chris Cole of the bunch – you know, he's got like he's high hipped and he's got long legs. It's kind of kind of rare to see another guy that initially was was more of a safety, always want to move them forward. And I mean, obviously, Georgia knows that they got Muschamp, Lanning, uh Kirby, you rattled it off. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of him. He reminds me a little of Damarian Overshawn, who was at Texas now, I think, with the Dallas Cowboys day two type of selection I think he's got a ton of developmental upside now for him I think it's he's gonna have to get his feet wet you know learn to play in the SEC with that physicality wrap-up tackling but uh, another just physical freak
1: Take a quick break come back with Andrew talk a little bit more about this class and uh, maybe project a little bit about what we'll see this time next year Andrew, getting back into this, uh, went on the junkyard, asked for a few questions from the uh, subscribers about this class and had a few people ask about Georgia's running backs in this class. I got three commits headlined by Nate Frazier. I just want to see if you had any thoughts on this group, uh, the running backs that Georgia has landed for this cycle.
0: Well, all three of them (laughs) made my freaks list. And for those not familiar, it's just like what Bruce Feldman does, a little, little bit more dialed down. So try to identify the the freakiest athletes every cycle i think i'm three years into it and it's cool now because some of the guys i highlighted have now made feldman's uh freaks list and i had all three of the running backs on there uh nate i think they complement each other really well and that's the name of the game right now i mean by committee approach at running back feed the hot hand when someone's hot but dwight phillips obviously uh, olympic pedigree uh pun intended there with with his father but one of the fastest recruits out there. Um, I think he's a guy you kind of scheme and, and gadget stuff up for. Don't really know about him between the tackles, but the good thing is you got Chauncey Bowens, who's at uh, the Benjamin School there in North Palm Beach. I was at one of his games. Oof, I want to say two months ago. You know, a freak in the weight room to me just needs to just just needs to lean into him being, you know, two hundred twenty-five pounds. And a battering ram. We're going to see him at the All-American Bowl. Um, uh, an evaluation I've had circled for a, a long, long time. Because Benjamin School doesn't play the, the highest of classification. So I want to see what he looks like. Number one, he's going to have a good offensive line in front of him. And, and then there's going to be SEC and, and future Big Ten defenders trying to take his head off. So uh, Bowens is kind of the thunder. Phillips is kind of the lightning and then Nate Fraser uh, I think he's dealt with some injuries here as a senior but I think he's kind of a good mix of of the two of them uh you know he can he, he can work the middle of the field and he can also bounce it outside so it's a uh, it's a fun group and I correct me if I'm wrong here I think George is even looking to take some running backs in the in the transfer portal they seem to want to completely retool and rebuild that room and I'm interested to see just like those three linebackers I talked about in the 2023 cycle, like who kind of emerges as the guy from Georgia in this 2024 class. My money's probably on Nate Frazier, uh, but we'll see. I mean, nothing would surprise me.
1: Definitely. As you mentioned, Andrew, I think they're going to target a running back in this portal cycle. It's got to be the right guy, but uh looks like uh, one of the right guys might've gone in the portal on Thursday and Travis ETN, going to go all <laughs> after him uh, stacking, uh, you know, just on top of uh, an embarrassment of, of riches really across the board. Uh, when you look at this class, Andrew, and you talked about this a little bit with Ellis Robinson, but are there people in this class for Georgia that you think have a chance to make an immediate impact when we look to next season?
0: Yeah, I got to, I got to scroll down the list here. Um you know, Nitro Tuggle, the wide receiver, is an interesting one. You know, we we were kind of fired up that he was going to be at IMG Academy. There was, a, there was talk of him transferring in there. I don't know if he ever actually went to – I mean, they don't go to classes. It's all online. But I don't know if he was ever on campus. But he's from Indiana, and he's from, like, Amish country up there. Like, there is – it's not the greatest competition. And his junior highlight tape – I mean, there wasn't a better open field runner at the receiver position than him. I, I think you can make that argument. I mean, he would reverse fields and you're like, okay, it's against this Indiana competition. A lot of these guys are going to go to school to be doctors and and, and lawyers, not, not football players. So uh, I, he's in one of the all-star games. I don't know off the top of my head, but, you know, I think he has the physical clay, uh, the twitch and the bounce to potentially, you know, try to work his way into that receiver rotation. I mean, again, we'll see what he looks like um, in this setting when he's around all of these different individuals. You know, I mean, George is just so stacked. Uh, I think the offensive lineman to me that looks the most hey, ready to go, probably Daniel Calhoun at Walton. I mean, just another monster of a, of a human. And what excites me or or what I look forward to seeing with Calhoun is – what does he look like after, you know, six months in that weight room there in Athens? Like he's gonna have to melt down a little bit. And I know Georgia wants to keep them big, but can he add some core strength? You know, I, I, we list him as a tackle. I wouldn't be surprised if he's that, you know, left or right guard, and 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 maybe potentially if something were gonna happen there, um, kind of a, kind of a, a wild card here. Uh, what about Nasir Johnson? Um, defensive lineman, they flipped from, from Florida out of Dublin, you know, obviously a, a smaller town. I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. We, he was a, a huge riser for us in the last update. I think there's a chance he could keep climbing up the board, but having watched George's kind of IDL takes, I think he's the one that might be the most ready if, if he were called upon now, I'm not saying, Hey, he's going to be you know, it, it, at the top half of the rotation, but just like Jordan Hall this season, you know, I think Jordan Hall got some run as the season progressed. Like he can get it done at the point of attack, and he can get it done at both sides of the ball, and then and then finally, last guy who I've always kind of had a, a soft spot for is uh, Sokovi White. You know, he's five eight, uh, but I go back to in my in my stored in that memory bank two years ago. At the national combine uh, in San Antonio, which is that's the day before the All American Games, Kobe White was there. And he might have been the offensive MVP in hindsight, should have been the Alpha Dog. He just scored touchdown after touchdown. You know, he's also a basketball player, runs track. I love the profile. I wish he was a little bit bigger, but I think he could. Be a potential special teams ace. He's got that short area quickness. I heard someone tell me, "Hey, like maybe slot corner." I don't know about that, um, but he's he's just a guy I think you want in your program, uh, and and I think he could provide maybe a spark on special teams in, in some type of role.
1: It's always difficult trying to say who's going to make an immediate impact in the school yeah. like Georgia. <laughs> They're just so deep, but those those do seem like really good options. And the now Zier Johnson's the one that really interests me because you know Georgia May we still don't know yet uh, but maybe losing some really veteran interior defensive linemen. could set up for someone like Nazir to step in there and, and play maybe not right away but fairly early on
0: and and one more name I, I don't really know the latest with him but like Terrell Anderson the the NC State wide receiver commit out of out of Grimsley I'm uh, I got a scouting crush on him you know I I just love his whole his his whole game. I, I love his size. You know, he's re- I think he's returned four kickoffs for touchdowns. People don't think he's the fastest cat, but he goes and gets the football at the catch point, and he also scores touchdowns. So you know, we'll see if Georgia, you know, goes that route and if he ends up in the class. But I I do think a, a lot of him, you know, higher floor prospect, um, and I, I think he could maybe be ready to go sooner rather than later.
1: Definitely looks like it's going to be either a portal receiver or picking him up there from NC State. He's definitely a very talented option for Georgia. When you look at these commits, 28 commits, Andrew, is there a guy that you know really has impressed you the most out of this group? It might not be one of those top-rated guys, just uh, someone that has really caught your eye with what they've been able to do.
0: Um, so I'm going to the Shrine Bowl early next week, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, just watch this kid. Last night, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, Nnamdi Ogboko uh, out of South Garner, the defensive lineman. He is, uh, I hate using the word intriguing, but I'm going to use it here, intriguing. I mean, 6'4", 335 pounds. Um, He ran a 472 short shuttle at at 334, which is crazy to me. He's like a a potential kind of war daddy. I think he's the ideal one tech, zero tech. You can play him in a shade, uh, doubled as a, a left guard um, for his high school team. Also a basketball player. Um, and if you've ever seen a photo of him or watched his highlights, he's got like one of the most unique lower halves out there. I mean, he has got like tree trunks for like thighs and quads. He is, he's is he got mass and a ton of ass. I don't know if I can say that. but uh, Yeah. for Georgia and what they want to do, you know, with an odd man front, like I could see him emerging kind of as as a guy. Maybe not like right away, but you look up in in two or three years and like he's just kind of a a staple in there. So he was someone that that definitely has caught my eye. Um, Marcus Harrison up in the offensive tackle up in up in New York you know, trying to, I was campaigning is to get him in the all American bowl. And, and the big reason why is it's like, we have not we've never really seen him. I mean, he's right outside of of Buffalo, but listed at six, seven and a half, 336 pounds. I've seen some workout videos of him in a gym. I think Georgia and, and Stacy Searles saw the same video and that's when they decided to, to make a move on him. Um, you know he's 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 there is something there. Excellent down blocker. That's what he put on tape as a senior. And then finally Andre Evans. You know who they flipped from LSU. I've I've been a fan behind the scenes for a while, and we just moved him into the top two four seven. I was saying we should do it uh, back in the summer months, but we wanted to get some senior tape. Got some senior tape. He's at CPA there in Nashville. I, I think what stands out about him is the combination of size and speed you know, he's he's pushing 200 pounds and, you know, he's got a ton of sub 11 second efforts in, in the hundred and he he's a physical tackler. So those are, I don't know, three maybe not headliners that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on.
1: Before we wrap this up, Andrew, who is an under the radar prospect in this class that really has caught your eye that, you know, Georgia fans may be talking about those top rated guys, but they shouldn't forget about these guys.
0: Well, I think you can put those three guys into the category, I think you can put Sokovi White in there. I mean, he, you just like, I when you take 28 guys, if if Sokovi White is, you know, 26, 27, or 28, I think that's a, a recipe for success. Um, Quintavius Johnson out of uh, Mays there in Atlanta, I saw, I think it was the first or second game of his season, I was there. There's something there's something there. I mean, developmental upside. He's played some quarterback in the past. I, I like the frame. You know, to me, the question is, all right, are they gonna are they gonna try him as a as a stand-up edge rusher? I think he could do that. Or do they, you know, add a bunch m- a bunch of mass to him and 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 try to maybe work him inside as like a as like a five tech or, or something like that or 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 a four eye. I think there's a chance for that. And then finally, the lowest ranked commit, man. <clears throat> Besides for Drew Miller, the punter, who was our highest ranked punter this cycle, he's a uh, he's quite the fine Colton Heinrich. Uh, I'm based in South Florida, you know. Colton Heinrich, I've had a ton of exposure to. He's like a move tight end prospect. Um, you know, it's it's been a tough tough evaluation for me. Todd Hartley, I'm not going to knock any. Take he has at the tight end position. I think his work speaks for itself. I'm a big fan of Todd Hartley, but I'm I I will be following Colton because I want to see you know what he's able to do, and I think he makes sense for Georgia. Right? I mean, they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of two and three three tight end sets. I think he's a guy. You know, he's a good uh, move blocker. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to be much of a vertical threat. Um, but he, he can find leverage and I think a year or two and that strengthened conditioning program you know, want to see what he looks like after that. Um, and he can slip out of the field and, and catch some passes. And I know Georgia loves his mentality, loves his mindset. I believe dad is a, is a police officer, um, here in, in the Broward County area. So he's, he's one not to sleep on, uh, as well.
1: Andrew, I really appreciate you popping on during what is a very busy time of year and talking to us about Georgia. Uh, This question may be about as long as this podcast has been, but what do you have coming up? Just uh, what do these next few weeks look like for you?
0: (laughs) Well, like I said, I'm going to the Shrine Bowl. Uh, I was hoping to make it over to the Alabama-Mississippi game. My colleague, Cooper Tagna, is going to be out there. I mean, great event, but... This year, the Shrine Bowl. Uh, I mentioned you know Georgia's got to commit it, um, but there's a there's a ton of offensive linemen, so I'm fired up about that. And then you know on deck we got the national signing day show for twenty four seven Sports. That's going to be on January twentieth. Wall to wall coverage. I've heard some some rumblings of some some coach interviews. I'm sure we're going to have live announcements, but really just not putting a bow on the class, but just highlighting you know position halls we love. Um, classes we like and you know it seems like Georgia it's it's all but sewn up that that number one spot you're right I've I played around with the class calculator they can't um, catch Texas A&M but hey is is that 2022 class really what it is now with all those guys in the portal so it'll be fun right Ge- Kirby's first number one class potentially in like what three or four years am I wrong on that
1: yeah, I want to say it was 2019 or 2020.
0: Yeah, I think five years maybe. So uh, it should be it should be a, a fun day for Georgia, and then we're gonna have full coverage again at the All American Bowl and uh, the Under Armour All American game. And there's a there's a ton of dogs in in those games, and I think some of them are gonna go to bowl practices and then maybe show up. I remember Raylan Wilson did that last year, um, and then he was like the most dominant linebacker because I think he had you know kind of got. <laughs> his teeth handed to him uh, when he was practicing with UGA. And then he showed up and he was ready to go.
1: When you talk about a trial by fire. I, I do not envy <laughs> those guys being put in that situation. We'll wrap it up there again, Andrew. Thanks so much for the time. want to make sure and tell everybody, go to dogs247.com. Go to our YouTube, Dogs247. Got all kinds of great content on both platforms there. So for Andrew Ivins, I am Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care, everybody.